0: Premier Skills English, where you'll be able to download the podcast. On the Premier Skills English website, you can read the transcript and join the Premier Skills English community by completing a language task in the comments section. This will really help you remember the new words and phrases from the stories from the Premier League. The words and phrases I want to talk about today are a hostile reception, to botch, to halve the deficit, an accomplished finish, in the red, to thrash, fatigue, and to relish an opportunity. Listen out for these phrases in the headlines and stories. After each story, there'll be a short language focus and then there'll be a task for you to complete. And then at the end of the podcast, there'll be a new football phrase. But before that, I want to look at last week's football phrase. If you didn't hear it last week, here's one more chance to guess now. For the next few weeks, I'm going to test you with idioms that come from the world of football and are used in general English. The first phrase was to (coughs) This means to unfairly change the rules of a game or the conditions of some sort of competition after it has already started. So you might complain if you agree to buy something and the seller changes the price and asks for more money by saying you're Congratulations to Wilson2103, who was first again. Well done to Vietwingo from Vietnam. Amal Kalafala from Egypt. Welcome to Premier Skills English, Amal Kalafala. Well done to Saban Oleg from Ukraine. Goku from Japan. Hermosillo Moreno from Mexico. Tahir Koshan from Somalia. And Mehmet Sisman from Turkey. It really was a, a tricky one last week. Well done for trying, HSN and Renan but you were not quite there this week. The phrase I was looking for was to move the goalposts. I think that today's phrase is another tricky one, but I hope that you all have a go, even if you're not sure you're right. OK, now it's time to get on with this week's three football stories. Brighton overwhelm Chelsea. Graham Potter's return to his old club, Brighton, was a bit of a disaster for the Blues. Chelsea were on a nine-match unbeaten run when they travelled to the South Coast on Saturday. The team were given a hostile reception with plenty of booing, though this was mostly directed at the manager. When the match got underway, Brighton were electric. They swarmed into Chelsea's end from kickoff, and only Thiago Silva stopped early on-target attempts from Trossard and Estupinan. However, he wasn't there for Trossard's second attempt, which found the inside of the net after only four minutes. When play restarted, Brighton continued to overwhelm Chelsea's midfield. Potter had botched his tactics and committed too many players in attack, Once Estupinan and Mitouma got past Pulisic, there simply wasn't enough defence to stop them and Chelsea looked distressed and soon went another goal down when Loftus-Cheek's attempted block inadvertently cannoned into his own goal. When Chelsea were on the tack, they still looked dangerous. Pulisic missed a golden chance to halve the deficit when he skewed a shot on an open goal wide. Estupinan rightly celebrated the team's third goal, which came from a perfectly timed run and cross that would have been tapped in by Mitouma had Chalaba not come sliding in in a failed attempt to clear and knocking the ball in himself. At half-time, Potter abandoned the failed tactics of the first half and strengthened the Chelsea defence and Kai Havertz got a goal back just after the break. The Blues' new formation did better at containing Brighton, but they never really got back into the match. Potter's tactical blunder gifted his old club their first ever league win against Chelsea. Final score Brighton and Hove Albion 4, Chelsea 1. The words and phrases I want to talk about from this story are a hostile reception, to botch and to halve the deficit. The word reception comes from the verb to receive. When you arrive at a building, perhaps a a school or a hotel, the place where you enter or where you are received is the reception. We also use the word for an official party, most commonly for the party after a wedding. I think that receptions are hailed to honour visiting presidents and important people. The third use, and the use from the story, means a type of welcome. You can have a friendly reception, which means you are welcomed in a friendly way. Or a mixed reception, if not everyone was happy to meet you. Or, as was the case on Saturday, a hostile reception. Hostile means really unfriendly. You sometimes hear news stories about a a hostile crowd, meaning a, a lot of angry people. But I think the most common collocation is a hostile reception. The verb to botch something means to do something really badly, usually so badly that you've basically failed to do it. Your attempt has gone wrong. The dictionary suggested that bodged has the same meaning, but for me, a a bodged job is a successful job that was done in a really lazy and unprofessional way. If your tap is leaking, you could either replace the tap or washer, or you could just wrap it in loads of plumber's tape. Wrapping it in tape is a bit of a bodge. It might stop the leak for a bit, But it's not a proper way to fix the problem. If you botch it, I think that your fix won't work at all. I've included the phrase to halve the deficit because I've heard it several times this weekend. To halve something means to cut it in half. In numbers, it means to divide it in two. So if you halve eight, you have four. If you halve four, you have two. The noun deficit is normally used to talk about money. In fact, this word is used a lot at the moment in politics. You see, the deficit is the difference in the money you spend and the money you earn or receive if you spend more than you receive. I don't think we normally talk about this when we're talking about our personal finances, just about government and big organisations' budgets. In football, if a team concedes more goals than it scores, the difference is the deficit. So when Pulisic had a chance to halve the deficit, it was because Chelsea were two goals down. They had a two-goal deficit. If Pulisic had scored, he would have halved the deficit. Let's move on to the next story. Sensational Spurs come back from two down. It was a bright start for Bournemouth at the Vitality Stadium on Saturday. Spurs' possession play looked slow and unfocused, which made the Cherries look deadly on the counter, and Tottenham's keeper, Hugo Loris, had more work to do in the opening minutes than he'd have liked. Halfway through the first half on yet another lightning counter, Kiefer Moore scored his first goal of the season when he connected with a fine ball by Marcus Tavernier, and delivered an accomplished finish. Four minutes into the second half, Bournemouth struck again. Adam Smith played a quality cross into the box which was met once more by Moore. this time with a beautiful diving header. With two in the red approaching the hour mark, Conte urged his players forward. There was never any hint of resignation and when Hoybier saw a gap in the Bournemouth defence, he pounced. Cessignon spotted it before the defenders and timed his run perfectly, scoring with a fine finish. Spurs levelled the scores from the corner when Mark Travers misread the ball and was way off his line when the ball dipped for Ben Davis, who netted with a header. Bournemouth kept fighting and if the game had finished 2-all, I think everyone would have been satisfied. However, in added time, Spurs won a corner which Sun Hung Ming delivered with some force into the Wall of Red and Black Shirts where it rebounded and fell perfectly for Benzakur, who calmly chipped it into the net over the heads of the Bournemouth Wall. Final score, AFC Bournemouth 2, Tottenham Hotspur 3. The phrases I want to talk about from this story are an accomplished finish and in the red. In football English, uh, a finish is an attempt on goal, uh, usually a strike. So what is an accomplished finish? The adjective accomplished means skilled or skilful. But I think it's normally used for skills that are difficult to master. So we talk about accomplished musicians, because it's hard to become skillful at playing an instrument. I'm not sure if you'll find it in the dictionary definition, but I see the connection with the word accomplishment, which means an achievement that took a lot of work or skill. So you can feel proud of your accomplishments. And if one of them involved learning a complex skill, like learning an instrument or to dance or to play football, well, then you can be called an accomplished musician or dancer or footballer. So an accomplished finish is a skillful finish That could only be performed by someone who'd trained hard to learn the skill. The other phrase I want to look at is in the red. This is another phrase that's normally used to talk about money. This phrase comes from the old practice of marking debts in a ledger in red ink. So when a number is red, it indicates a debt. You can also say that a company is in the black when it's making a profit. It's not all that common in football English, but the use is quite straightforward. When I said that Spurs had two in the red, I meant that they were two goals down. They had a a two-goal deficit. It's time to move on to the final story. Arsenal thrash Nottingham Forest Arsenal went back to the top of the league table when they thrashed Forrest at the Emirates on Sunday. Some commentators had warned that the Gunners would be tired after their European football on Thursday, but there was no sign of any fatigue in the performance of the team. Given that Forrest travelled to London on the back of a win against Liverpool, Arsenal may have expected the Tricky Trees to put up more of a fight, but it was an incredibly one-sided match. Arsenal opened the scoring at just five minutes after a confident, fast-paced exchange between Saka and Martinelli. Saka curled in a swift cross that found Martinelli's head on the way into the net. After a heavy fall, Saka was limping and was quickly substituted off. Rice Nelson, who joined Arsenal Academy when he was nine and made the first team back in 2017 and has spent the last year on loan at Feyenoord, was brought on in his place and relished the opportunity, scoring two goals within three minutes and making the assist for Arsenal's fourth by setting up Thomas Partey, who delivered with a thunderbolt strike. Final score, Arsenal 5, Nottingham Forest 0. The words and phrases I want to talk about from this story are to thrash, fatigue and to relish an opportunity. To thrash somebody means to beat somebody by a great margin. It's most commonly used to talk about sports and games. For example, my wife can thrash me at chess. She doesn't just beat me, she takes all my pieces and humiliates me. You can use the verb thrash to mean hit someone or an animal repeatedly, but this is less common these days as Animals and children are not beaten as frequently as they were in the past. The noun fatigue means tiredness. It's quite formal and sounds like the way a doctor might say you need some rest. You are suffering from fatigue. I think it means that someone is so tired that they're they're not able to act normally. They might not be able to do their job or or drive safely when they're suffering from fatigue. So if Arsenal's performance was not as energetic as normal because they were tired following their midweek fixture, that could have been blamed on fatigue. That could have been blamed on fatigue. The last phrase I want to talk about today is to relish an opportunity. To relish something means to like or enjoy something. I think we often use it to talk about our thoughts. So you might relish the thought of something, or you might relish the prospect of something happening. If somebody gives you the chance to do something and you're really happy about that, you relish the chance or relish the opportunity. One strong collocation is to relish the challenge. If you have a a really difficult job to do, but you're excited about it, especially because it's difficult, then you relish the challenge you're faced with. OK, that's eight words and phrases from the stories today. Listen to the stories again to hear the language in context. Brighton overwhelm Chelsea Graham Potter's return to his old club Brighton was a bit of a disaster for the Blues. Chelsea were on a nine-match unbeaten run when they travelled to the south coast on Saturday. The team were given a hostile reception with plenty of booing, though this was mostly directed at the manager. When the match got underway, Brighton were electric. They swarmed into Chelsea's end from kickoff, and only Thiago Silva stopped early on-target attempts from Trossard and Estepinen. However, he wasn't there for Trossard's second attempt, which found the inside of the net after only four minutes. When play restarted, Brighton continued to overwhelm Chelsea's midfield. Potter had botched his tactics and committed too many players in attack. Once Estupinan and Mituma got past Pulisic, there simply wasn't enough defence to stop them and Chelsea looked distressed and soon went another goal down when Loftus-Cheek's attempted block inadvertently cannoned into his own goal. When Chelsea were on the tack, they still looked dangerous. Pulisic missed a golden chance to halve the deficit when he skewed a shot on an open goal wide. Estupinan rightly celebrated the team's third goal, which came from a perfectly timed run and cross that would have been tapped in by Mituma had Chalaba not come sliding in in a failed attempt to clear and knocking the ball in himself. At half-time, Potter abandoned the failed tactics of the first half and strengthened the Chelsea defence and Kai Havertz got a goal back just after the break. The Blues' new formation did better at containing Brighton, but they never really got back into the match. Potter's tactical blunder gifted his old club their first ever league win against Chelsea. Final score... Brighton and Hove Albion 4, Chelsea 1. Sensational Spurs come back from two down. It was a bright start for Bournemouth at the Vitality Stadium on Saturday. Spurs' possession play looked slow and unfocused, which made the Cherries look deadly on the counter, and Tottenham's keeper, Hugo Loris, had more work to do in the opening minutes than he'd have liked. Halfway through the first half on yet another lightning counter, Kiefer Moore scored his first goal of the season when he connected with a fine ball by Marcus Tavernier and delivered an accomplished finish. Four minutes into the second half, Bournemouth struck again. Adam Smith played a quality cross into the box which was met once more by Moore, this time with a beautiful diving header. With two in the red approaching the hour mark, Conte urged his players forward. There was never any hint of resignation and when Hoybier saw a gap in the Bournemouth defence, he pounced. Sessegnon spotted it before the defenders and timed his run perfectly, scoring with a fine finish. Spurs levelled the scores from the corner when Mark Travers misread the ball and was way off his line when the ball dipped for Ben Davis, who netted with a header. Bournemouth kept fighting, and if the game had finished to all I think everyone would have been satisfied. However, in added time, Spurs won a corner, which Sun Hung Ming delivered with some force into the wall of red and black shirts, where it rebounded and fell perfectly for Benzakur, who calmly chipped it into the net over the heads of the Bournemouth wall. Final score, AFC Bournemouth 2, Tottenham Hotspur 3. Arsenal thrash Nottingham Forest Arsenal went back to the top of the league table when they thrashed Forest at the Emirates on Sunday. Some commentators had warned that the Gunners would be tired after their European football on Thursday, but there was no sign of any fatigue in the performance of the team. Given that Forest travelled to London on the back of a win against Liverpool, Arsenal may have expected the Tricky Trees to put up more of a fight. But it was an incredibly one-sided match. Arsenal opened the scoring at just five minutes after a confident fast-paced exchange between Saka and Martinelli. Saka curled in a swift cross that found Martinelli's head on the way into the net. After a heavy fall, Saka was limping and was quickly substituted off. Rice Nelson, who joined Arsenal Academy when he was nine and made the first team back in 2017 and has spent the last year on loan at Feyenoord, was brought on in his place and relished the opportunity, scoring two goals within three minutes and making the assist for Arsenal's fourth by setting up Thomas Partey, who delivered with a thunderbolt strike. Final score, Arsenal 5, Nottingham Forest 0. Right, now it's time for you to think about the language again. Here are eight sentences with gaps in them, and you have to complete the gaps with the correct form of the words and phrases from this podcast. For some of these, I've not used the the complete phrase, so you may have to use part of the language from the stories. Number one. I tried to replace the window myself, but completely it. And I had to call in a glazier. Number two. The council is having to cut its spending as it has doubled over the last year. Number three. The fans gave the team an incredible when they returned to their home ground. Number four. He didn't like to talk about it at work, but he was also an saxophonist and played with a band in his free time. Number five. It was humiliating. They absolutely us. Number six. The rise in energy costs is pushing a lot of small businesses into the red. Number seven. I can't keep on going. I I, I need to take a break. I'm really starting to suffer from... number 8. I do not... The idea of getting up early to catch the first train to London. But... Leave your answers in the comments section on the Premier Skills English website and I'll go through them next week. Now it's time for this week's football phrase. I'm going to test you again with another idiom that comes from the world of football and has found its way into general English. Today's phrase is to... somebody. This means to to tell people about something bad that someone or more often some organisation is doing. We also use the noun which I suppose could have been referee if we'd kept with the metaphor. So if you work for a company and you discover that they're breaking the law, if you tell a newspaper, you are your company. If you know the answer, be sure to leave it in a comment on the page for this podcast on Premier Skills English. Before I finish, here are the answers to last week's language challenge. Number one. When the polls closed, the final tally showed that only one candidate had enough supporters to proceed. Number two. Actors and filmmakers have spoken out in the media to pay tribute to the Scottish actor Robbie Coltrane who died last week. Number three. Last year uh, there was no pressure because we had nothing to lose, but this year we have something to prove. Number 4. We've had a great run of games, but to cap it all off by beating our derby rivals was really special. Number 5. The defender was told to stop the giant midfielder, but in the end was battered into submission. Number 6. The new signing has played a massive part in the club's change of fortune. Number 7. How can I get over my insecurity at work after being denied promotion again and again? Number 8. The company takeover looks set to go ahead and the new buyers are on track to sign before the end of the month. Number 9. The new government policy does not support the most vulnerable people in society. That's all I have time for today. Before I finish, I just wanted to say that I hope you found this podcast useful and I hope all of you stay fit and healthy and safe. Bye for now and enjoy your football.